I'm Nikia Cheney. And I'm Cassidy Parong. And I'm Raina Shalise. And you're listening to Amplify, where we provide space to amplify the voices of students who have not been historically heard at Cabrillo. That would include Black, Chicano, Chicana, Latino, Latina, Indigenous, Asian, and any other group of students who feel marginalized on our campus. This podcast series was made possible by support from the Faculty Grants for Student Success, FGSS, and the Associated Students of Cabrillo College Grants, ASCC. If you want to join in this conversation or support our programs, please reach out. We'd love to hear your voice. Welcome, everybody, to whoever's listening to our first ever podcast. My name is Othello Washington. I'm a student here at Cabrillo College and also a student assistant here at the college. And so I'm really excited to be here. And I have two, three other people actually joining me, Reina, Nakia, and Alta. And so I would like to pass on the introductions to Reina. Thanks, Othello. Yes, this is Raina Shalise, an educator in the Communication Studies Department here at Cabrillo, and also co-creator of Amplify. So thank you so much for tuning in. And this is Nakia Cheney. I teach English, and I also work with Guided Pathways, and I'm a co-creator as well for Amplify. I'm so excited to be here. And we've got one more awesome person with us today. And my name is Delta. I work at Cabrillo in every capacity that I am needed as long as I'm helping support the students. And so easy to find, oftentimes in too much. And I'm just here for you. Yay, thank you. (laughs) Which is awesome. And I just want to uh, kick this off real quick just by saying that this podcast is to represent the underrepresented here at Cabrillo College, and those are the minoritized communities, both African-American and also our Hispanic communities here. We really want their voices to be heard. So I just want to extend that invitation to those listening that you can be a part of this too. And we really want to hear your voices. It means a lot to the campus. So next, some questions for you guys. I have a quick question actually specifically for you also about student senate and also how that relates to the clubs, because I know there's been a lot of discussion about sort of getting students more involved even now. And that's kind of difficult. I want to know kind of the strategies going on behind the scenes. Thank you for that. So yes, I am the program coordinator that helps support student leadership club life on campus. And one of my biggest um, goals is to make sure that students who are active in clubs and the Senate have the leadership um, background that they need to feel like they are growing as individuals as well as student representatives. So my um, efforts this semester, because we are virtual, I had a whole semester to kind of gauge where our students were, what it was that they were looking for and how really to market to them. And just to make sure that students felt like they were still a part of the process, they were still represented in the college voice. And just because we went virtual didn't mean that they had to lose a platform. So we took our efforts online. A lot of our applications, our forms, our ways of getting connected were all done virtually. We hosted our first ever, yay, completely virtual semester for clubs last semester. 
semester and it was a huge success. We didn't have as many clubs chartered, but the fact that they came out and the clubs that did participate were active and engaged was my greatest heartwarming success. I think that as long as students know we're here, when they're ready, then we'll be here and so that they can get ready for our future efforts. So this semester, we have a new technique where I kind of put a form together that said, you know, if you're interested in joining the club, just let me know. And I'm going to try to match up these clubs to, I mean, these students to clubs that already exist. I've already reached out to our faculty and staff that asked if they wanted to be an advisor, just so our clubs aren't looking for people to lead them. It only takes six students to get involved, to get something going. And we want to make sure that that doesn't become a barrier. Students need to be connected. They need to be engaged. You need co-curricular activities, bouncing off the walls inside of Zoom, as well as the four walls of a classroom is a lot. And since we've gone virtual, you know, our life is on social media, our work is on social media, our school is on social media, so we don't get that separation. So we want to make sure that students know leadership activities are still here, clubs, Feel active, get involved, get engaged, and we want to make sure that we present that in a way that makes the sense. So Club Rush started. It's open. It's posted on social media. Queen of Clubs is my Instagram handle, and I encourage oh everybody my goodness. to fill out those forms. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well, and just from my point of view, that that's just amazing what you're doing currently because as I mentioned before with a few of my friends, it's really hard to find clubs and have someone actively going out and going out of their way and say, I see this club. I see you. I know you need to be involved and I see you're struggling just having them be out there. That's amazing, Alta. And I, I know that a bunch of students will benefit from it, which is amazing. Okay. Yeah. And so it's Rana, the club. Go, yeah, go. yeah. Come on, join. It's and Monday. It's this Monday. And so, Raina, I also want to ask you a question because I sort of think about this all the time and I go on Google to sort of answer this question. But I want to hear from you. How and why should students get involved? Because I've questioned myself this many times. Is it really worth it? What's the point? So well asked. So, So just really well framed. I think in so many ways for me, when I was a student at Cabrillo and then when I went on to transfer, the only way I figured out the things that lit up my soul was through my club work. Mm, so, soul, I like that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. The things that make you want to carry on, the things that make you want to continue asking questions. I feel like, at least speaking for myself, getting involved in my campus made it possible to know what I wanted to do next. So I feel like in so many ways, it's important for us to lean in deeply into a learning community, right? We're not just these islands out there floating alone. We we have co-learners all around us and we need to get involved with them, among them, for them, in order to know what we love to do. So that would be my answer. What do you think yeah. about that? And, and that's good. Um, <laughs> and the reason why it's good for people like me is because I need a purpose. I need to figure out where I'm headed and why I need to be headed in that direction. And that was a good explanation for myself and I hope to others uh, listening. I also, one question that's been pressing on my mind though with all these student clubs and groups is it's kind of hard for people, um, especially outside of the community and especially from minoritized communities to really see the value of being a part of these groups. And also uh, they see the people joining and they're not necessarily the kind of people they 
associate themselves with sometimes. And that's really difficult. And I wanted to hear your input on that because to be honest, coming from my background, I don't really have a lot of experience with that. And so I wanted to hear from you. What's the whole scope of these things? Well, can I answer that too? In mm-hmm. addition to Nakia, I would love to answer, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> there are so few opportunities for people to do what comes natural to them and also learn a skill, right? And so usually for people of color, students, community members, whomever, finding a way to build your resume, finding a way to utilize skills that you already have can be found in things that speak to your heart, like Raina was talking about, and give you that purpose. So when you join student leadership, you're not just joining the leadership to be able to say, hey, I'm on campus, but you're developing social skills, you're developing networks, you're developing community, you're developing skill sets that say, hey, I listened to this, I processed this, I was involved in this dialogue, I was a part of this conversation, and I know what representation looks like, let me lend my voice. And so you're learning advocacy, you're learning leadership, you're learning these things just through what you do. And we put a title on it, right? So it's a part of your natural way of existing, but we give you a title and that title gets to go on resumes. And so we don't take the time often to say what you are naturally is marketable. And so that's why Mm. joining clubs and that's why joining student leadership is one of the efforts that we can use to say, I was involved. I don't just have to be on a sports team. I don't just have to be in a communications class, but I'm actually utilizing the skill sets with a title, right? So when I communicate across the clubs and I'm saying we're gonna host this meeting, I've learned how to host a meeting. I've learned what organizational leadership looks like. I've learned how to connect people and I've learned networking. You can put that on LinkedIn. You don't, <laughs> you <laughs> right? resume and you use everything you do naturally with words that employers look for. So it is never um, about just staying inside of a box and only looking for leadership that looks like this. You have to utilize everything and put a title on it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, what I always feel, this is Nikia, what I always feel is that one of the ways that racism wins is keeping those it affects isolated. Oh my goodness. Amen. Preach. Alone. (laughs) right? And we feel that there's no one else out there like me. I don't see myself represented. So I'm going to just kind of stay to myself and do my own thing. But that's incredibly difficult and incredibly hard because we need each other. We need a community of people around us. A good example is this very podcast series itself. Um, Raina is with the communications department. I'm with the English department. So we're coming from different areas and doing different things. Yet we realized that our goals aligned and they connected and we wanted to give students agency and give students voice. And that's exactly what joining a club is going to do. So I suggest that if you're out there and you're looking for a place to belong and you're looking for that community, join a club, even if it seems like it's not your interest. Even if it seems like, well, you know what? I'm not quite sure I'll really belong. You belong. You belong there. (laughs) You can connect to someone in that. And I've seen that with students that um, teams that I've led, I just see them come alive. You know, I see students just come alive when they realize that they have so much incredible power 
on campus, once they get that voice out there and they get that thing heard, now we're all listening and we're saying, hey, we might need to make this change. Hey, this is something important. Let's go ahead and do it. And that's how we make those little moves that actually brings about something bigger and some, some change that's great. So we need to do it. We need to do it for ourselves and we need to do it for each other. So that's why I say the same thing to join a club, be a part of Student Senate, get involved, get involved. What a, what a beautiful way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I also want to bring up as well, not only join a club, if you feel an urge to create a club, go for it. Just yeah. go for it. There are so many faculty such as Nakia who are willing to be your advisor. You don't know until you search, until you oh, yeah. actively ask. You, and if you have a friend, even better, you too can go start it. So I want to encourage those out there who have some sort of idea in their minds, but don't know how to do it. You've got Alta, you've got Nakia, you've got Reina, you've got people you can ask who have the resources, who have the time, who really want to help you to develop your ideas. So just go for it. If you don't see anything on campus that aligns, make something. So. Poetry, poetry. <laughs> I have a dream of having like a spoken word rap battle on campus. Oh, That's a dream. oh no way. I've never heard of that. Yes, it, it will happen one day. It will happen. It will. It Did you will. hear about the one in Watsonville? I think they had one in the Watsonville campus that they were piloting. I don't, I think it was Olga. I'm not sure, but she had talked about it quite in depth in the meetings that I went to. And they said it was a great success. I haven't watched the recording yet. I've been procrastinating. I need to start watching that, to be honest. <laughs> but I've heard it's awesome. So I, I definitely would encourage you guys to go check it out. They talk about one of their main topics was just how isolated they feel and also yeah. about how Watsonville is such a community. And I sometimes um, we forget that they're um, really tight knit communities if you're part of one that's like separated and widespread, such as the one in Aptos, we're so separated and distant. But if you go to Wattsville, oh my goodness, stay there for a day. You'll yeah. see how much, how much people are close together. You only have to observe one street corner, maybe even one house. And it's so <laughs> funny and it's so awesome. Like you feel like you're a part of the family there. So talk about Watsonville though. That's yes, absolutely, absolutely. So Othello, this is Nikia again. I want to know about your journey a little bit. Would you be willing to talk to us about uh, what you're doing? Yes, of course. And uh, my journey is a lot different from other people's journeys. I've been really blessed with a great mother, a great father, great situations currently. But um, currently, I was actually living in Salinas. I went to Salinas High School. And then about two years ago, I made the transition and moved up here to the gorgeous Aptos area. Um, the first time I drove up here, I was on the highway. I think it was Highway 1, and to the left was the ocean. And I hadn't seen the ocean that close to me in a while. It mesmerized me, took my breath away. And so that was my first introduction. And I actually did not know where I was headed. I got uh, rejected by a whole bunch of colleges during my senior year. And so moving up to Aptos, I started looking at my options and I realized, hey, Cabrillo is pretty close. There might be good teachers here. Let me just try it out. And that's the whole thing. Uh, you may not know where it's where you're ended or you may end up. 
but just try it. And I, I took a risk and I said, hey, it might work out for me. And so I came here and I already had a major in mind. Um, I realized that my purpose was to help people in the best way that I could. I realized I had some background and some certain things. And so I ultimately ended up in engineering because it had the most opportunity. But you know what? Um, sometimes it takes a while in college to get, to get used to uh, who you are and what you need to be in. So you need to be patient with yourself. And so during these couple of years at Cabrillo, I had some great mentors who really opened my eyes and taught me to be patient with myself and taught me to take the classes a little more slowly and to think about what I was learning in regards to myself. Uh, you know, sometimes it's easy to just brush things off and just go through the motions, but you got to realize this is your future. And if you don't take the risks and if you don't pay attention to what you're learning now and to how it will develop your character later, that's really important. But um, for me, I wanted to share a few struggles that I ended up uh, sharing with a few students was um, financial issues was a big one for me at the beginning. I wasn't sure how I'd get my money or pay for class. And um, I would encourage the students who are struggling with that to go and go seek help at the financial aid office. I know it's not open right now, but you can give them a call and don't be intimidated. At first, I was really, really intimidated by the people there, but you just have to talk with them. Just give them a call and ask for a conversation. I just conversed about the little things and they were willing to talk with me about the little things before we got into the financial aid stuff. You just got to see that there are people too and that they will help you and they will make you feel comfortable. But anyways, yeah, that's been my journey so far. I know it was a little brief, but for the most part, it's just been about self-realization and making sure that I'm open to other people and ideas and not closing myself off. And that's the main message that I want to share with others is that there are opportunities out there. And even if you don't see it, uh, you have to ask, you have to take it upon yourself and be assertive of where you're headed and where you're going. And if you're having a hard time with that, uh, find examples and find the people who you can reach out to. There are numbers at the Cabrillo Wellness Center. There are volunteer opportunities there are people at the library you can even ask. The librarians, a few of them that I've asked have great life stories and they've encouraged me greatly and they've pointed me to books that have helped them reach that success. So definitely a whole bunch of things, but my main point is just be yourself, think about how it will affect you and realize that sometimes you need to take some risks and get outside of your comfort zone and that's the only way you'll improve. So. Thank you for that, Othello. Oh my goodness, what an incredible journey. Yeah. And so I, I also just want to point out there again, uh, my journey does not sort of constitute everyone else's. So if you have a different journey that you would like to share, feel free to come on this podcast. Um, we greatly appreciate hearing your stories. And you know what? Maybe your story is even better than mine. And th at that case, go ahead. I'm all ears. So. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's All awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. That is, is there anything else that you'd like to share with um, anyone listening to this broadcast, Othello? Is there anything um, else Yes, I, I would like to share about sort of what I'm working on as a student assistant, just putting it out there, which might be helpful to you. We have recently developed some CAP communities and we're working on implementing them right now. And we're putting them out there on the website and putting links, I believe, in Canvas. And these communities are designed around your majors. So there are four different kinds. There's EB, which is entrepreneurship and business. There's CAD, which is 
arts and design. There is STEM, which is all the science, technology, engineering majors. And then finally, remind me, sorry, Nakia, GHS, correct? And HPS, there's five. <laughs> Forgive me, global human studies and health and public services. And I believe those are on our Cabrillo website. So please do check those out. We're working on developing these communities and these communities are designed to help you find the resources to go through your educational career confidently. We really encourage you to talk with these people and to see where they've been. There'll be a bunch of fun events that we're planning. So I encourage you to go check it out and have a good time while you're at it. So yeah. thank you, Ocello. You're incredible. You probably are close that, but <laughs> I appreciate it. It was great talking with you guys. I hope we got a lot of good information out there. And I, I definitely learned a lot in this in this brief moment. So thank you. Well, you continue and, on your journey, Othello. Yes, yes. And um, I, I actually forgot to mention, I'm graduating, I think, well, transferring, not necessarily graduating. I almost got there. Maybe graduating, maybe graduating with a math degree. We'll see. Not so sure, but uh, transferring next year. So if any of you guys see me, you can ask me a few questions about how the transferring process is going for fall. I'll definitely answer your questions if you have any. All right. Love well, that that's it for me. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Amplify, a podcast series for historically unheard Cabrillo students. You can join us by emailing Raina Chalice at R-A-C-H-E-L-I-S at cabrillo.edu or me, Nikia Cheney at N-I-C-H-A-N-E-Y at cabrillo.edu or even texting 951-254-3651 or visiting our website at podcastforcabrillo.wordpress.com And amplify your own voice too. <laughs> <laughs>